Welcome back, friends. It is the Motown Rundown. It is allegedly Monday, August 31st. Time flies when you're having fun. 8.03 p.m. for us. I don't know why that matters. I don't even know why I said that. But we're here. Ryan Rabinowitz, Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey. It's good to see your faces, guys. How are we feeling? You guys are ready, ready to go back to school, everyone? You guys got your pencils and your, your grips for your uh, mechanical pencils and your notebooks and all that fun stuff? I don't have any of that stuff because it's all going to be online, Rabs. Oh, yeah, so that's right. I am basically. How about that COVID thing? I got my tabs open. That's what I got. Yeah. Dude, I would kill to be going to Staples or like Office Mats right now and getting a five-star no, notebook right no, now. No, you want Staples be is a battle. Staples no. two days before school starts is a battle. There's nothing don't, there. No, or like, don't, not even that, like go to SBS college. Getting a good notebook and like putting in the work in that notebook and then you retire it after the year, There's a that's a great <laughs> feeling. That's a great feeling. Great. Don't act like it's not. I had one last year. My, my notebook from last year was, it was a clean-looking white one. Was it a five-star? Are you I a five-star guy? Yeah, I mean, if you don't go five-star, I mean, or even trying to no, go No, you're school, not. Come on. You, then you're a four-star kind of guy. But I, wow. I it was a white, wow. white five-star, and I had a nice little – it was a LeBron James sticker that came with, like, 2K19. It said King with the crown on it. It was pretty hype. That was my notebook last year. Also, didn't do too well in school last year, but it's okay. It's all right. New year. Do you New guys year. even have yeah, to buy How books? are you? I'm great, yes. dude. Still have to buy books. I'm good. I, I was actually I – was, I was just the dentist, as you guys know. I was offered a notebook for my back to school when I was leaving the dentist. I was like, don't need it. Done with school forever. I got a lot done today, Trent. I woke up early, got to the gym. There is – I'm not going to throw my gym under the bus, but I was at the gym today being responsible. I mowed the lawn today before my neighbor got out there. That was big. Uh, what else? I do? Is there a battle with the neighbor about the like fertilizer? No, there's no battle. I just my family, for whatever reason, doesn't believe in using the sprinkler to water our lawn. It's kind of like my uh, my. Uh, You're just hosing it down. It. Well, no, I'm saying like I'm I'm of the opinion that there's no need to ever get a car wash like ever unless you're going to like pick up a girl on a first date and you got to meet the dad. You can't roll up with like mud on the car but there's no reason to get a car wash like it's, it's bound to rain leave your car outside whatever so that's kind of how we operate as a family with like the sprinkler we don't run the sprinklers because my dad thinks it's a waste of money so the lawn doesn't look yeah. great but we got some rain so now I, I cut it down took about a third of an inch off or whatever I don't know your dad's like the greenskeeper at St. Andrews he said you got to play the tourist as it lies come on if it's yeah, hard turf it's hard turf yeah exactly I mowed right over the dog poop today too I had no didn't even care to pick it up just mowed right over it well, that's not your job. When you're yeah, mowing along you're right. it, you're right. When you're it's mowing along, it's ever it's on everyone else. If you hit a golf ball, hit a poop, like yeah. that's on everyone else. I got an able-bodied 16-year-old brother. He should be able to contribute something to the household. But that's Trent. To be honest with you, man, that's, today was probably one of the more exciting days I've had in a while. And I just listed off literally everything I did to you. So you, 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 you decide how I'm doing, Trent. I, it sounds like you're doing great. It sounds like you're doing great. Also, I, I don't mean to, to be like, here. Didn't you just mow the lawn like four days ago? Because you sent us no. a Snapchat of that was, dude. That was last week. I mowed the lawn. I literally stopped the lawn mower like three minutes before the sun went down completely on a Sunday no, night. No dude. better feeling. No better on a feeling. Sun, on a Sunday night, my neighbors were loving. You guys are wild. No, no better, better feeling. feeling. 
Well, we got uh, football's football's coming around the corner too. Not for you guys. Coming down. That's okay because we Dude, got. Thir- yeah, did you watch the Central Arkansas and no. Austin P game last Saturday? No. First play, guy takes a seventy-five yard like run to the house, and I I had a tear in my eye. I had no joke. <laughs> I had a tear in my eye. I was like, I don't like I like, and then I convinced myself. I'm like, if Michigan State played this year, like, do they beat Michigan? Do they go eight and four? Like I was like just being an idiot, like just like on my dad, just thinking about it while I'm watching this game. But I mean, football's sort of coming like around. It's kind of like weird that like the NFL is coming back in two weeks and no one's really talking about it. I know it's it's, it's the, bizarre. The no preseason thing. I I like the no preseason thing, but it is is thrown off the vibe a little bit because it's weird. Yeah, like like no, it's like week one is gonna be like whoa. Yeah, Everyone, this, like, this it's, matters. it's gonna be such this bad. Game matters a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Uh, what do I want to say? I had something else to say. I completely forgot. Good start to the show for me. Um, I know you guys low have, energy raps today. I'm not low energy, dude. I'm, I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm not low energy. Uh, um, you go, what day do you guys start school? Like Wednesday after? Yeah. What when is Labor Day, dude? Is Labor Day? Who knows? This weekend. Week yeah. from today, as we record. Well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get rolling for you guys because I know you guys both have some extracurricular activities to attend to, as I did in my college days. I don't mean to just sewer you guys there because I, back in my day, I, you know, I got after it, but I digress. We'll get moving. Uh, we actually have a lot to do today. We're going to cover all four teams if that's acceptable with you guys. Yeah. Okay, fine by me. That's good. Okay. Well, first things first, I got to laugh out of this because I just, I, when I was watching this, I was just picturing Ryan Collins in my mind putting a remote through the television screen. Let's talk Pistons. We did it last week before, Ooh. right before the draft lottery. And what do you know? No break for the Pistons there. They got the seventh overall pick. I'll tell you what, I don't care. I really don't care. And looking back on what we talked about stink. last week. No, I don't, don't stink. Care. I don't How do you stink. not care? How do you not care? Okay, okay. Time you out. care when the wings don't get it, but you don't care when the Pistons don't get it. I, the reason why I say that is because after – we all – hey, Colin sent that in the group chat. The Pistons factually had the best odds to get seven. It was no, that was, that was Trent. That was Trent. I was very okay. – Trent, okay, yeah. Trent said so that, sorry. and I was very upset. Yeah, Trent, so get off my ass, Trent. You, you were the one that talked everyone off the ledge. I, the, I'm not the thing saying that I, I still care. No, no, I know. Care, is, care might not be the right word. The okay. thing I was trying to say is that when, once they saw they got seven, I was like, that's just like typical. I, I didn't – at no point was I like, these guys are going to get the first overall pick. That's going to be – no wonder why I think getting the first overall pick is going to change much. Like we said last week, this, you're not getting some future Hall of Famer with this first overall pick. I'm sorry you're not. That could be a horrible take in 25 years. We'll see. But I was just like, whatever. But it seemed like a lot of Pistons Twitter was like, oh, yeah, Pistons never get a break, typical Detroit teams. And I was looking at the, the Pistons as far as where they do in the lottery. They literally never move up in the lottery. Like, That's why they're one, mad. They haven't Ever. won. They have always either stayed where they're supposed to, which is what happened this year, or they've moved down. Hey, I, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. Do the Timberwolves need another number one pick? Like, do they need another number one pick that they can just waste away in Minneapolis? I, I mean, I, 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 I can't take it. I can like, what is wrong with the NBA? Why, why does Minneapolis getting the first pick in the draft? Why is Cleveland getting the first pick in the draft? These owners don't deserve it. I love Dan Gilbert, Michigan State grad. Shout out Gilbert, Gilbert Pavilion <laughs> and the Breslin, like whatever. But like Glenn Taylor, the worst owner in the NBA maybe, he deserves another like number one pick. 
the the Loomis family in New Orleans deserves another number one pick when they can't even get people to go to their games? Like, are are we kidding here? Like, I, I mean, that's like them being in the seven spots one thing. And you're right, Rabs. The draft is not generational. It's not like they're missing out on some big guy. Even though I've said that I've wanted Lamelo because I think it kind of energizes your franchise, but it's just. The Pistons and, like, the Hornets and, like, a couple other teams just feel like they're an NBA purgatory until, like, they're able to get that one good luck, like, we get the number one pick in this guy's generational. And it, it feels like it's so far away. And the Pistons dropping the seven in the lottery just – it just feels like another step you got to climb up. For sure. It doesn't help you. I mean, that's for sure. And God, I hate the rules. Well, you guys kind of talked about it like this draft isn't anything to jump at. It's not like last year where you had Zion, Ja, R.J. Barrett, all those, all those fellas. It's like it would still be nice to have at least a top five pick. We're picking seventh. I'm not going to act like it's a huge way off, but whatever. Now, now I can actually start. Now I know where the Pistons are going to pick. I can actually start to look at the prospects now, figure something out, instead of fantasizing that LaMelo Ball will somehow play for Detroit or Anthony Edwards or even Wiseman. I'd rather have Wiseman than the seventh pick. So whatever. It, it happened a while ago. I'm kind of like, I put it to rest now. I'm trying to like look forward. But um, yeah, we haven't talked about it yet on the show. So there, there are my thoughts. Trent, what's the best case scenario for who they get at seven? Like spin, like spin zone, create like Lamelo comes out. He's been like, he was seen leaving like some sketchy like joint and they're like, oh, is his draft stock fallen? Or like Wiseman, oh, it looks a little thick. Spent some time at Burger King. Like, what's the best case scenario that someone's falling to seven? Who do you want? I just, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't know enough about the prospects for someone to fall. I've heard about the guy from France. He, he, what's his name? I, what, I, I don't know his name. I, 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 that, <laughs> that's last year. But uh, I'm, I'm looking I, all up. I know is that the guy from France got trained by Will Bynum, and I said that last show. But that's right. I mean, I can't, I can't emphasize that more. If he's trained by Will that's Bynum. I'm in. I'm in. That's our guy. I mean, I'm in. Georgia State. I mean, Georgia Tech legend Will Bynum. Killian Hayes from France, point guard. Yeah, I like that name, too. I feel like that's a good name. Kill, yeah, wow, it's a strong name. 6'5", 192, averaged 13 points, two rebounds, and six assists last season overseas. Killian Hayes, that's our guy. Look at that. All right, that's who, that's who the Pistons are taking at seven. But worth mentioning, obviously, that was, again, another, another piece of uh, Detroit sports news that we just had to cover. Uh, moving along here, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this one. We have Red Wings news, folks. Like the siren, we got Red Wings news. Uh, Bobby family, no, baby. Let's yes. go. No surprise No surprise here for me or I think anyone. Robbie Fabry has been extended for two years. He will make $2.95 How are you? Suck um, it, St. Louis. How's Jacob De La Rose working out for you? <laughs> Get bounced by the Vancouver Canucks bums. If he's still in the league, <laughs> Jacob De La Rose. Uh, Fabry had 31 points in 52 games last year. He was year. playing. Uh, was he playing? I didn't. Well, I didn't really watch any of St. Louis. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, past. I'm cutting you off right now. I'm very excited during this. No, it's fine. I'm. I'm glad you're. You're looking great, Collins. I appreciate it. Um, here are my thoughts on Robbie Fabry. I know we probably won't go too in depth on it. Uh, he's 24 years old. I think he earned a spot last year. Uh, he was in a, in a pretty abysmal team that the Red Wings were. He did play a pretty pivotal role, uh, going between lines two and three. He is a centerman by trade. I'm sure they'll probably try to keep him at center. In a perfect world for me. 
Uh, your team ends up being good enough to where he's playing on the third line. That's a pretty darn good third line centerman. Uh, in my opinion, like I said, 31 points in 52 games. Not a not a team last year that was exciting outside of the names that we know between Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi. I guess Philip Kronick was a bright spot. So I think it's a bit too early to start jumping into what the Wings are going to look like next year. But I think signing Robbie Fabry, uh, making just shy of $3 million. So as far as the market's concerned, I think that's right where you want to pay a guy like that. But we'd said it when the trade happened. This is just the guy that never really got a – a fair shake because he was plagued with injuries, pretty two pretty bad injuries too, to the, with the torn ACLs. And uh, happy to see him come over and at least got a chance. I think if he would have stayed in the St. Louis organization, he would have probably just absolutely rotted. And who knows where he'd be playing today? But definitely a win for the Red Wings there on the trade. Uh, I'm glad to see that he's going to be around here for two more years. I just hope he can keep the production up. He's again 24 years old. Like it feels like Robbie Fabry's been in the league for quite some time. But a young guy like that, no reason not to sign him again or to sign him two more years. So pretty happy. Smile on my face. I would, t- I mean, definitely agree. And I think the wins has kind of benefited from the Blues, like, winning the Cup, like, honestly. like yeah. with, Especially with Fabry being hurt. And, like, he didn't, it was just kind of hard for him to crack into that lineup after being gone for so long and not really being a part of those big runs that they made in the playoffs the past couple of years. So I, 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 the wins are pretty fortunate, and they were able to get him at a bargain. And, and we're not saying he's some, like, franchise cornerstone, but he's a nice piece. He's a nice piece. Trent, what do you got? Nothing? Trent, like big it? red wings. Oh, wings! LGRW! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Trent. But, yeah, hey, Trent, Trent gives it the stamp of approval, so he's a bona fide uh, superstar. Right? I, yeah, tip my was... hat. I tip my hat to Stevie Y. Make a Good. move. I trust it. Good. That was the thing. Uh, good to get some Red Wings news in the mix. Obviously, more going forward. The draft is God knows when. And then hopefully this training camp is supposed to start in December. And we're not too far away from December, which also means Christmas is coming. Which is Christmas is coming. 2020 is almost over. Let's go. Dude, first of all, first of all, both my ro- – I have two roommates. I live with six guys. And two of them literally out of nowhere were just like in justice talking. And he just goes, man, I can't wait for Christmas. I'm like, what? It was what it was it was actually like the craziest. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Wait, like you're gonna get a Power Ranger in the like the bottom of the tree? Like what what are we? Oh my god. I can't wait for Christmas either. I'm with I can't I just I mean shout him out. What's his name? What's his name? It's multiple roommates. It's Victor and Zach. I mean, they're just they both told me they want they want Christmas to come. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean I want Christmas too, but like I don't throw that out four months out. All right. All right, whatever. I'm excited. I'm excited for Christmas. Come on, Trent. Trent loves it. Trent's the I love Christmas. Fan there is. Um, okay, now that we're just flying through sports here, obviously Tiger is the big topic today. Last thing here, Ooh, we got the Lions to talk about. Does anyone have anything to say about the Lions? I know, like, the only news that's really come out of Lions training camp is that Corey Unlin is calling the plays on D, which is a huge step up from Matt Patricia's great-grandfather – Standing on the so, sideline with a slice of paper in his hand. What? What, Collins? So, <laughs> it is, Undy, <laughs> is Undolin technically the D coordinator now, or is he just – Yeah. No, he, he was – I mean, he was, hired in, he was hired in as the D coordinator after uh, uh, Matt Patricia got Paul Pasqualini, whatever his name is. It's nice. Give him a two-year bump to put some money away for retirement. Now he's off in Aruba somewhere. 
Never yeah, nice, nice a, a Boston College D line program hasn't been good for yeah, ten good years. Just move good up hire. Or, yeah, good Whatever. hire. He goes, thanks for the paycheck. I'll see you in ten years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's like big news to anyone. I, I guess you know the Unland signing to me just again, it's a anything was an upgrade in my opinion. And it sounds like you have a somewhat decently competent D coordinator now. I guess the, I guess we'll see how it goes. I I mean. If Patricia was calling plays the last couple of years, it's not like the defense was anything incredible as it is. So, like, we'll just have to see. I mean, I don't really, I don't really hurt much else coming out of Lions camp. Obviously, the first game's in, like, two weeks. So, next week we'll have a bunch of Lions stuff for you. Um, but other than that, if you guys have anything to add on that front, then by all means. If not, we can roll the Tigers. Uh, yeah, we can roll the Tigers, but what's the call? Before we move on from the Lions, I'm kind of, like, seeing this thing where – we're starting to see local people talk about how the national people are just propping up the Lions oh, and that yeah. they're going to be the Nets team that goes from last to war- like last to first and stuff like that. I don't think anyone in like who's been around the Lions or have watched them the last couple of years thinks that they're going to go from last to first. I do. Maybe Trent. Maybe Trent. Maybe Trent. <laughs> but that's optimism. That's optimism. But like, if you're being realistic. I mean, this team has talent. They could easily go ten and six, nine and seven this year. They easily could, but I just I, I want this on the record, and we're gonna give us a huge Lions preview next week, and when we do the Motown rundown before the first game of the year. But this team is gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine, but don't prop them up like they have all these weapons on the defensive end. And the offense, they just don't. It, it, it all goes when Safford goes. And if Safford stays healthy, they probably make the playoffs. If he doesn't, they don't. Well, and I think that's the premise of why people are saying they're going to go from worst to first because last year Stafford was hurt for eight games and obviously the Lions ended up with a third pick. So I, I agree with that. We'll get to all that later. I want no, to say like, one thing about – People Cooper are just Cup. realizing how good Safford was last year. Like Safford was a top five quarterback in the league when he was healthy yes. last year. Very he was. Good. Very, 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 very good. And if anyone doubted that man, they shouldn't anymore after seeing how the team performed when he was hurt. But that's, that's another story for another day. Um, I guess I want to say this real quick about Unlin, and then we can move on unless you guys have anything else to add. Can you rush more than three, maybe yes. five yeah. times a game? Please. That's all I have. <laughs> you don't have to do what Paul Ravioli did, Old Man Rivers. I'm breaking, I'm breaking out all the, the nicknames that Ravs gave him last year. Yeah, I feel bad. Don't rush three. It doesn't work in the NFL. It just doesn't, man. It's not going to work. Bring four. You got Flowers. You got the Okwara brothers. You got Danny Shelton. You got Austin Bryant, Deshaun Hand. Bring them. Bring the house. Don't just rush three and play this game and be a, and be a statistical outlier again in terms of quarterback time to throw, okay? Because that's what the Lions were. You guys remember that chart of yes. all the logos? And it's like the Ravens, the Patriots, and all the good teams are over here. The Lions are way out here. A statistical outlier by fact when you do the, like, the what, – what is it? The Z-bar thing and all that. You do all yes, that. X, X and Y axis. Yep, I was in yes. school at one point. Lions are factually an outlier. Don't let it happen again. That's all I got to say. And I got faith. I got faith. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be fine, too. All right, well, we'll have, a, as we said, big, big Lions preview next week. That's so crazy, dude. We got Lions no one's football talking to talk it. about. No one's talking about it. Well, because everyone's just living in a malaise. It's like no one even understands what's going on in the, in the world. <sighs> but, 
Big Lions preview next week, which brings us now to the Tigers, the red hot, smoking red hot Detroit Tigers. We love the Detroit baseball team. Go get them, Tigers. (laughs) What, Trent? Can I ask Rabs a question before we go any further? Yeah, I'm scared for what's going to happen. No, 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 it's okay. Don't don't be scared. I'm just – I'm going to – are you a little nervous that your take that they won't get above 500 again? Come on. If they win tomorrow, you were wrong. Dude, first of all, first of all, it's on my dad for saying that. And then I just (laughs) got sucked in. Yeah, dude, that's Trent. That's what I was going to lead off with. I know last week I said, well, keep in mind last week when we talked about the Tigers, they were like nine and 13. They were playing some pretty bad baseball. They They later that day, Right. Later, yeah, eight games, seven games, whatever. Later that day, they lost to the White Sox nine nothing. Um, but since then, they've been unreal, and now they're sitting at sixteen and sixteen. They're still fourth in the Central, same spot they were last time. But I guess they're like two games out of the wild card or whatever. Um, behind Toronto. Yes, behind Toronto. So, like I said, they made some moves today at the deadline too, which we'll get into that in the second half of Tiger stuff. But since we have talked. As I said, the Tigers have found themselves into a 16-16 and 16 record. Uh, like I said, they got blown out by the White Sox to end that series. And they go 2-3 at the Indians, 2-3 from the Cubs, all three games from the Twins. Wow. Like that, dude, crazy. The, the Indians thing, like I hate the Indians just because I feel like the, like the Tigers don't beat them ever in my lifetime. That was awesome. Like that's huge. And I think that's a huge momentum builder going into your Cubs games. And as we said last week and in the weeks before, the schedule did not get easier, folks. Like the Cubs, I'm pretty sure, were in first place. We're Still all in are. first place in the NL Central. Indians, obviously, are always a struggle to play. And then the Twins, uh, until the Tigers came to town, uh, were, were pretty hot as well. So um, I'd like to talk about that group, those groupings of games. If you guys have any – thoughts, opinions, comments before we do all the trade deadline stuff because I got a couple pieces there. But um, as far as what we've seen from the Tigers over the last handful of games, it's been good. The offense has woken up, but what do you like at Collins? I mean, I, I wake up every morning. Right When the Tigers play good baseball, I wake up every morning. I'm like, hey, what's the Tigers lineup? I'm ready for 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm ready for some Tigers. I'm ready to put on Fox Sports Detroit. I'm ready to watch this team. I'm ready, like right when I wake up. But, I mean – the starting pitching has been a little bit better, and, and, and I think that's made, made a big difference. And I, I, you started to see Miggy kind of wake up and Candelario get red hot. They just kind of fight. They're not like a particularly like – they don't have any stars. Jonathan Strope's been their best player this year. He had another home run yesterday. But they just fight. They're like their strappy team. They have a decent bullpen. And if they get good starting pitching, they're in every game they play. I Like, uh, say what you want about this team. If they get good starting pitching, they're going to be in the midst for the playoffs for the rest of the year. They haven't, got, they haven't got good starting pitching all year. And the last couple, like, what, 10 games, the pitching's been a little bit better from the starting rotation. And if that continues, I mean, they might, they might be able to chase down the Blue Jays. I'm with you there. I will say this. Uh, Casey Mize looks really good. That's nothing new. Eh, I, I don't mean to like he, he struggled yesterday. He's got to find his command. He struggled, but he got the win. And Did he? He only pitched yeah. three innings. Didn't he get the win? No, I think Alexander. Alexander has been really good out of the pen, him and Norris. Might as well keep him there. What I also was going to bring up, though, is that Tarek Skubal 
Miggy, Miggy yes. single-handedly got him that win, which was awesome because he deserves it. You know, he's, he's had a few outings now. His second one was better than the first, which was a disaster. But his third outing you saw pretty solid. I, I don't know how many innings he went, but he got the win. Technically, it was a seven-inning game as part of that doubleheader. But I don't know. I just think, you know, we'll talk about the Maven moves in a second here, but the, the Tigers are at least back on the track of, like, yeah, we're going to try to play the, young, the younger prospects here and they're just winning, like, by coincidence. They're not really – I don't even think – I don't think the lineups are thrown out there like world beater trying to win games. You know, they're not because they still are playing Bonifacio. I don't even know his first name. No disrespect. In, Jorge. In right field. Jorge. Jorge. Jorge Bonifacio. Also, it, might, I, it might actually not be Jorge, but – I think it is Jorge. It's Jorge. <laughs> it sounds right. It sounds right. Also, <laughs> I think you found something there. I don't want to jump the gun, but he looks really good. He looks really good. He looks like he can play – Tigers fleece the Cubs. Oh, for and, sure. I, and I know it's been like two weeks. We went from like uh, Candelario. Yeah, one more <laughs> shot, guy. Now, now we're like, oh, this guy's he's a cornerstone. But like, I mean, Justin Wilson and Alex Avila for, I mean, Jamer Candelario. And I don't know how to say his first name, but Paredes. I mean, Isak. It's dude. Isaac or Isak. I don't know what to say, but I mean, it's Isaac with a, with a Hispanic accent. I got, I mean, Candelario was on fire, but like you said, Trent, Paredes is just comfortable in the box. He yeah, really is. looks good. And he's 21. It's not yeah. like he's been 24 years old. He's been around the block 600 yeah. times. Like, he looks good. Yes. The things to me that I have been most impressed with, in all honesty, it's just you look at the numbers that all these guys have, right? And, you know, put, put Miggy aside because he's playing every day, scope as well you're starting to get production and guys that are getting their feet under him in the box. Condelario, he's got to be batting close to 400 in the month of August. Absolutely unbelievable. Willie Castro's batting 333 in his last seven games. Harold Castro, 467 in his last seven games. And, and, and that, to me, is is the biggest positive sign. It is you know, I, I have some – when we get to the trade deadline stuff, you know, there's a couple questions that I want to throw out to you guys because I'm still kind of concerned with – what they're trying to do as far as middle infield goes and where they're trying to put place guys. Because the one thing that hasn't changed over this last little uh, winning hot streak here is the fact that Jamer Condelario has not moved from first base, which still, yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I, it just, it makes no sense. I mean, to it me. kills and, him too. Well, he's, he's just not like a, a very good. He's not good at, at first, first base. base. Like, he's not good. Art, there's an art form to it as far as scooping balls and knowing how to play that position. But I, to do I, again, like the Tigers are just finding runs and it doesn't have to be pretty. And it, it's, I think the, one of the biggest positives too, is like Victor Reyes is a guy that we came into the season. Like what's this guy's role on this team? He's are good. you going to be, a, are you going to be a fourth outfielder? Are you going to be fighting for time? He has solidified himself now as being your everyday left, right field, whatever yep. you want. And, and, and that to me, the Maven trade kind of reinforces that. Because like you said, I, I, not Absolutely. Know, but Victor Reyes now is hitting 282 on the season. That'll work. Can I interest yeah. you in that? I, I, I got to ask you, Ravs. You yes. kind of hinted at it. What, what are you questioning about the trade then? Well, okay. So, so I, I mean, to, to bring up, obviously, the, the, the only move the Tigers made today was trading Cameron Maven to the Cubs. Um, what's this kid's name? Zach Short? Is this, I yes, believe shortstop. Uh, shortstop for the Cubs. Yeah, 20 or 21st prospect from the Cubs. Um, some stats on him real quick for some context. Um, 
I think he batted like 211 and 41 games in AAA last year. Well, Scouting report on him, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a great bat, but he's a plus defender. And, and I don't by by no means do I want to come off of this and be like, well, why would you trade Maven? Because anyone that's going to get online right now and say like, what's the deal with trading Maven for the third time? The Tigers, the best thing that Cameron Maven has ever done for this organization is get traded three different times. So we appreciate Cam Maven. Got Miggy. Got Miggy. One of my one of my favorite Tigers, honestly. Like to just, I don't know why I love Cameron Maven so much, but uh, he will be missed. I, I wish him luck in Chicago. I I just again, I'm not going to cry over the fact that the Tigers as as the Tigers. Like typically did come out and go like, oh yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna be trading Jonathan Scope with the trade deadline. Like I hate how oh. they do that Uh-oh, and just Rams. completely. Sh- what am I? Are we timing out? Well, and we're losing you. And we're losing, losing you. Me? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just here and there, you know. We're just we got like, to Maven. the listeners. We got a nine thirty seven timer running right now. Yeah, so you, you know better why? make it quick. It's because they kicked me off of my MSU thing, probably. That's ridiculous. Oh, did we'll they? Just start, yeah, we'll just start another one and edit it, well, I guess. Well, we'll just have to start posting. I mean, we, I mean, we can just start quick. We can just start quick. <laughs> we'll I mean, I, I want your, I, I, we didn't really get to hear what you said about Jonathan Stope. I, I know what you're saying. I think you were getting at that people were kind of wanting them to deal Jonathan Stope, but it's not like the Tigers are paying him anything, and they're not going to get the return that they really need, especially in a season – that not a lot of teams are necessarily really going after it. You saw the Padres and the Marlins maybe make a couple moves that you weren't expecting. But other than that, there's not really a market for Jonathan Strope. So I, I agree what you're trying to say. I think that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, at first glance, you look at that and go, that's a guy that you have on a one-year rental. Why would you not just ship him off? Because again, you open a spot for a guy to play on the infield, which I've been harping about all year long. But as you, as you just said, this is not a regular season to where you're getting a guy for like, he's got half the year left to play. This half the year left to play is legitimately 30 games. And it's not like Jonathan Scope's 35 years old. So I think what this tells me by them not moving him is they'll probably try to extend him after this year, which I honestly like if his production has been good. He's, he's only 28 players. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's been, he's been one of your better players. So I don't hate he's, that. He's been their means. best player. You think I, I, I would say he's been their yeah, best player. I, I don't, I wouldn't. Defensively I wouldn't, offensively. Yes. And I wouldn't like fight you said, on that. You picked him up for a one year deal. I mean, I, I don't see, you're not going to have to break the bank for him. You've already built a little camaraderie. You might want to stay anyways. You're looking at like a two, three-year extension. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I just my, – my, my thing that I was getting to all comes back to a lot of what I was saying last week of, again, for whatever reason, Ron Gardenhire refuses to play Miggy at first base. I, I don't – I refuse to believe that Miggy's like, I just want to DH for the rest of my life because Miggy has been vocal before. He's been hurt, he wants though. To play. I know, but Rat, dude, but he can Rat, play 10 games at first. Yeah, but, like, yeah, that's not going to fix the problem with Candelario basically playing every day. So I kind of get it where it's just like we're not going to play him at all. That, like, I can live with that. I, well, just, you know what, I think at the end of the day, too, if you explain to Miggy, you sit down, you're like, dude, this is best for the team if you DH. He's that kind of player where he will. Yeah. Now, would it be nice to throw him at first every now and then, to throw him a bone and just have some fun like the, like the Red Sox did with Big Poppy and his – you know, twilight years, yes, go for it. And I think that's kind of where Rav was getting at. They haven't really done that. I mean, when was the last time Miggy played? Yeah, I, I mean, Miggy's getting hot, guys. Let's not gent somebody's getting no, hot. So hey, maybe, I, maybe it's starting to work out. My, my point being is just that, you know, you bring in another shortstop. If this kid's batting 211 in AAA, he's like 
24, 25. So it's not like he's coming in like he's 20 years old. I, it is what it is because losing Mabin, even if you lose him for nothing at the end of the year, it's no harm, no foul. But they I just play for, the life, for the for the life of me, I well, he, he's also hurt for a little bit. But I just for the life of me, again, and I'm going to continue to say this until I get answers from someone, whether it be you two or Al Avila himself. I don't understand what the direction is for the for the p- defensive positioning of this infield. Like, where do you want Torkelson to play? Because if Condelario is hitting this well, are you going to try to move him then? And then, like, what are we doing? Like, just, like, hoping, like, oh, next guy up, we'll just bring the next guy in that's under 25 years old and let him work his way up and then move him? Like, I don't get it. Like, why Paredes Paredes was a shortstop, at least from all the things that I've read, and when he came over, like, why is he – why do I have to watch Nico Goodrum bat 190 and play shortstop every day? This is what I was going to say, and I'll I'll be quick. Nico Goodrum is the odd guy out here because he's already been here for three years, hasn't made a huge impact. Of course, he was your best player on a couple bad teams, whatever, him or Castellanos. It doesn't matter. Third base will be Torkelson or, or, or Candelario. I don't really care. I would prefer Candelario at third, Torkelson first, Paredes at short. Okay, that's that's your future. Yeah, I, I mean, go Rome, get out of town, second base. I don't do what you want. I don't think Paredes is their future at shortstop. I, 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 I he looks smooth. He's not bad at third base. I'm not saying that. And Castro's not terrible in the middle infield. I, I, I don't think any of those guys are their future there. I, I. Like you said, Rabs, they're trying to get these young guys reps, so they're trying to get creative, and they're like, "Hey, Jamer, just go play first base right now." I, I, I think they're going to be less lenient when they got the number one prospect in the franchise coming up. They're going to be like, hey, Torkelson, we're going to play wherever you want to play or wherever you think we think you're going to be in the future. So I'm not really concerned about that. But what you're saying, Nico Grigram, he's got to be better. He strikes out like 33% of the time he's at the plate. That, that's just unacceptable. And, and, and he'll give you a bomb or he'll have a couple days where he goes three for four, but that's five days he strikes out two or three times a night. I, I know I know exactly what you're saying, but I don't think they have any answers right now. That that's the th- They don't have that many good position player prospects, and the majority of the ones who they think highly of are already up here. And I, I don't know if any of them can play shortstop right now. Well, yeah, all I know is Nico Goodrum is hitting 194, okay? He at least – I think he hit 250 last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he did better than 194. So I, that's a big difference. Like we got guys like I mean, I, I don't. Candelario last year hit just over 200, not great. This year he's up to 299. So guys are making strides here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just Victor Victor Reyes, Candelario. Those are guys to me that like they're they're making strides. They want to stay. And, and Nico Goodrum, you just don't get that. I don't know if that's just because he's not naturally talented as good as these guys are or what, or if he's just factually not as good at baseball which could very well be the case. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with Nico Goodrum as a player. It just he, – he eats up literally every single inning at short. And, and you look at where these guys play. I mean, if you look at the breakdown of where Willie Castro plays, he's played the majority of his games at third base, which means that either Jamer's not playing or Paredes is not playing. Harold Castro, same thing. The guy plays everywhere in the outfield and everywhere in the infield. So to me, I mean, this, I guess it just looks like to me that Nico Goodrum's time might be up. I, and they're going to use one of these other guys that I just mentioned to 
to play somewhere on the infield. And guys you got to look at, too, like the Clemens kid, Roger Clemens' son, Casey Clemens. There's a couple of them, so I don't know which one's which. But we got the one Clemens kid that's, that's supposed to be a second Cody. baseman. Cody. Dewell, Dewell, Cody, that's right, not Casey, Cody. Uh, Dawel Lugo, play second base as well. So I guess, yeah, you know, to your point, it. to your point, Collins, like maybe you don't have to have that answer right now. And if that's that's fine, as long as guys are getting at bats, and everyone is, like people are yeah. – hitting it's just a matter of like look I Jonathan Scope's been good to the point where you didn't trade him you were vocal that you didn't trade him so you might extend him for another year or two which is I guess fine he's not old he's not old no, That's he's like not thing. you're right like he's he's been in like for Tigers fans you like you saw him in Baltimore when we lost to them in 2014 and you saw him kind of in Minnesota last I think year I, I don't know how long he was in Minnesota I don't those times are foggy as a Tigers fan, as the Tigers were the worst team in baseball. But, like, you feel like this guy's like 35. He's 28. Like, yeah. you could give him a nice little bridge contract if you really think that you're going to be competitive in the next three years. Like, you might as well. Yeah, but as far as – I mean, as far as the rest of the trade deadline goes, I guess other names that we were looking at, I heard oh, there's a lot of buzz about Daniel Norris, which I'm really glad they didn't trade him. And, Collins, you Your kind boy. of mentioned earlier. He is my boy. I would have been – to lose Maven and Norris in the same day would have been like Armageddon for me. But, I, I, Collins, you made a good point earlier about, about Norris. He's been so good out of the bullpen. You know, I, I pushed for the guy to, to start games again. His role right now in this shortened season, he kind of like comes in after the Fulmers, the Scoobles, whatever guys are on that pitch cap. And he can give you three to four strong innings. I guess if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Romine too, you know. To be honest, of all the guys that I think people would probably assume that, you know, I don't know if anyone assumes who I would want, who would have wanted to trade. Um, I'm actually glad they held on to Romine because Grayson Griner, as I have come to realize, I've had the awakening this year that he's actually not really uh, capable <laughs> of, of putting the ball in play uh, at the plate, which which kind of stinks. And I have no idea where Jake Rogers is or if he's ever going to play for this team again because they love this Dinkler kid or whatever his name is. And it seems like no one has talked about Jake Rogers all year. So God knows what's going on with him. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I, as, as far as the grand scheme of things here, just to kind of wrap things up, I, I think you, hit the, you guys hit the nail on the head. The pitching has been better. Fulmer's still trying to find his groove. Um, he's pitching tomorrow night against the Brewers. Obviously, again, we're recording this on Monday. Um, Boyd hasn't been as awful, which I guess, like, whatever. I don't know if anyone really expected anyone to, to, for them to trade Boyd at this point. Um, and then other than that, Joe Jimenez has been terrible. So <laughs> that's Collins. Yes. Uh, you have Boyd has base. been good. His last, his last two starts. Yeah, like, he his, has. I mean, he's been good. Yeah. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been like mediocre. He's been good. He's been locating his change up and he's been a lot better. So that was a really positive note for them. I, and like you said, I mean, that's too big of a flyer to take on Boyd right now. It's just the success he's shown this year. I, I don't know how you, are able to move that con- – I mean, and it's not even a contract. Do you, I mean, that's basically on a minor league deal at this point of his career. But I, 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 the, the Tigers weren't going to be active this year unless they were, like, maybe, like, eight. And, like, say they have the guys with this – say Stopes going off like he is now, but they're, like, four and, like, 15. Like, they have a horrible record. They're not going to make moves if they have a chance to make the playoffs. And Darden Hires basically said that. That's been their goal all year. So they're not going to make moves. So if people expected them 
to maybe, I, I mean, me and my friends in my group chat have a joke about them being buyers at the deadline <laughs> after every win. Like, like hey, let's sort of get police after. Let's sort of get Clevenger. But, I, like, realistically, that stuff's not going to happen. Trent, I'm kind of, uh, I'm jumping on that train now. I know you're fed up with Joe Jimenez, 11 earned runs in his last five innings of work. Not even five games. His last five yeah, he got a big out against oh. Nelson Cruz last night, so let's relax on that. <laughs> Greg Soto! Gregory Soto! Soto literally just throws 98 mile per hour fastball. That's all the only pitch he has. I'm, I'm getting a little concerned every time he goes oh, in. He got in a jam. Uh, it, was, it was the second game of the doubleheader, correct? He got in a Big jam double play. On, on Sunday. Yep, he got, got a double play out of it. Saturday, excuse me. But whatever. Greg Soto, my new nickname for him, by the way, is the Predator because he looks like the Predator. Oh, I like that. Nice. Hair. He's got like the hair. It's like a mohawk of dreads. He's at swag. He's at swag. Yeah. He's at he's at a good vibe to him. Get him in. Get him in the ninth every night. I need him. We'll see. I, I mean, he's there. two for two on saves, so he yep. he could be. Yep. All right. Well, I don't really have much else for Tiger stuff. Obviously, we'll get back to it next week. Um, a bit more of a quiet trade deadline. There were definitely trades made at the deadline, but you didn't see. You know, like these, like Yankees did nothing. I don't think. I don't think the Dodgers did much. Like, these teams at the no. top really weren't moving a ton. I, there was some weird talk about, like, Arenado getting traded today, and I like, miss me with that stuff, dude. You got a guy like Nolan Arenado. I don't know why he, you I mean, throw the, this the house. He's not going to resign there. Like, he's I, – I, like, yeah, I don't know what – I, I get what they're saying, but I don't know. But I wanted to bring this up. This is so off the board, but I, <laughs> I was talking about this with my friends. Yeah. Are the Padres the most irrelevant team in all major sports until this year? Like, have we? Have you ever thought, like, wow, watch out for the Padres this year? I, like, I – until, like, I would just be like, oh, Jake Peavy, Trevor Hoffman, and maybe, like, Adrian Gonzalez around the Padres. Other than that, I'm like, oh, cool, the Padres playing Petco Park. That's all I know I got, about that. I, I got, I'm glad you brought it up. I got a buddy, one of my best friends, T. Will. Shout out T. Will's fan of the pod. He is a big Padres fan. The only Padres fan that I know. Is he from and California? So, uh, yeah, he's got ties to California, and that's why he's a Padres. He was devastated when the Chargers left. I don't want to get into that and, and rip off that Band-Aid. But um, it's funny because the only other team in Major League Baseball I really pay attention to is the Padres because we always They're talk so about good. them. And it's, it's, it's just been – it sounds like it's just been this revolving door of – they get these prospects and they trade a bunch of guys away and the prospects don't pan out and they trade those guys away. But it's, they made some moves today, man. Like going to get Clevenger, they needed starting pitching bad. So balls on them for going to get him too. They got rid of Austin Hedges, who, as my buddy always says, like he can't hit the baseball and it's kind of sickening to watch. And they got Mejia too. They got Mejia in the Brad hand trade um, from Cleveland. So dude, Tatis is enough to make that team like watchable. And they've been playing pretty good baseball. They have, they have more fun than any other team in baseball. If you just watch them after you guys come off the field, they they seem to be a pretty t- a close knit group. But I don't know if I would say like irrelevant because for me, is a guy that's been like keeping tabs on the Padres, if you can even call it that. No, but they like, they've been like irrelevant waiting. the last fifteen years. Well, you're until just like waiting. Year. You're waiting for them to like turn the corner, and it's kind of like the Browns, where it's like okay, there's like maybe some buzz, and they have some guys to watch, but it never until pans then, out. I mean, until they got Machado, they, they weren't they weren't newsworthy. They're like, oh, cool, they have Will Myers. Remember that guy? Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, still, no, he's I, still in right field. Good looking. He's guy still good. I mean, he's good too. He rates. I'm just, saying, I, I'm just. I was just. That was just a random thought out of my brain right there. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Okay, uh, we were doing right. for one. 
It's all right. Yes, we were due for a random thought from Collins' brain. Uh, Tigers and Brewers have a two-game set starting tomorrow, which, again, would be Tuesday. Um, what's this guy's name again? Zach Short. <laughs> Zach Short, welcome to Detroit. I, honest to God, I probably won't ever see you play, like, more than two major league games for this club, but welcome over. You can't bat 211 in, in 50 games in AAA and expect to be a, a Tiger. I'm sorry. It doesn't work for me. But uh, that's what's going on there. Uh, now it's oh, time oh, wait, for – Wait, wait, wait. Before ahead. we roll out of Tigers, happy birthday, Ramon Santiago, number 39. <laughs> Tiger my, and the third base – first base coach, correct? And, Super utility and right there. shout out Miggy, 2,000 ribbies as a, or 2,000 hits as a Tiger for Miggy. Love you, Miggy. He's the best, best baseball player in the last 10 years. I don't care what Best thing says. Cameron Maven's ever done for us, giving us Miggy. And Shout out to Andrew Miller. Yes, Andrew Miller, wherever you may be these days. Um, okay, it's that time of the week. Trent, your trifecta, if you have it ready, we'd love to hear it. I don't like to look on your face. Do you not have one? I have it. I have it. It's right <laughs> here. I changed, <clears throat> I changed one of the questions, full transparency, because of a comment that was made during the show. Okay. So let, me, let me start with this. How many teams is too many for a fantasy league? I want to know this because I will say this. My league right now with my high school buddies has 16. Okay, too many. That's dude, dude, 12 is too going many. On? Well, I, you're 12, talking about I mean, preaching the choir. I, I was one of the OGs. It's got to be 10. It's got to be 10. What do you uh, mind, though? Like, where, where are you like, this is absolutely too many? I think 12 Anything is the most 12. you could do. 12 okay. is the most you could do. 8 to 12. Okay, that's fair. Let no, me, I, I, don't, I don't think you can do eight either. It's literally – you can either be in a 10-man league or a 12-man league. Dude, you got well, so the thing is, I had my draft last week, all right, and I here's what I did. Since, you know, you do the math. You got fucking Bo – oh, God, I just swore. But uh, you got Bo okay. Scarborough <laughs> starting as your running back right no, now. No, I don't. Like, I don't think Bo Scarborough got drafted. Well, let me, let, me, let me say this. You got to have some trash um, players on your team. If you do the math, you know, 16 teams – there's 32 teams in the NFL, so everybody should have, in theory, a quarterback and a backup quarterback. I drafted three because here's the deal. I'm going to hang on to these guys, and when, when you know, Mitch Trubisky Genius. gets hurt or something happens, Genius. come to me, give me some offers. So here's what but I got. So there's, so there's one guy There's one guy in the league that only has one quarterback because you just absolutely fleeced him? No, I mean, he's – yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, at least, he's probably waiting. <laughs> Everyone else out. says two with this guy. Let me, let me guy. tell you who they are. Let me tell you who they are. They're high-risk, high-reward situations. Let me guess. I'm going to tell you exactly who your quarterbacks are. Ready? Okay. One's obvious. That's Stafford. You got Stafford. That's Stafford will start every week. So, this is another thing. This plays, yeah. into, this plays into my theory. Stafford, I'm going to start him every week. I don't care. So, these other two guys are expendable. They're literally just for me to trade and for the bye week. So, this is it. Ready? Right. Here's who else you got. Tannehill. No, close. Air car. No. Russell Wilson, but he's not going to start on your team. No, no. Think Go high ahead. risk. Think high risk, high reward. Baker. No. Ooh, I didn't think one. about it. Good guess. Burrow. Good guess. Burrow. Didn't think about it, but no. Okay, Cam just Newton. tell us. I don't know. Cam Newton, Cameron Newton and Tua Tungavailoa. Those are my okay. two. Other, those are my two quarterbacks. Come on, come on. You got to get out of that league, dude. You can't I mean, be in a yeah, 16 I mean, that's not even fun. You also can't be – every week. I'm only in one fantasy football league because, I, I mean, what's the point of being in more than one? I don't get it. I, dude, is I, that just I, me? I'm, I'm in four, and I need to get out of three of them. 
No, but because like you're not even like rooting for anyone at, at, at that point. Like, know what I mean? You're like, yeah, oh, I, I got, got, I got every guy that's going anyway. Like, oh yeah, I yeah, got, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got like, Melvin Gordon. I got Melvin Gordon in my third league, so he can. You're score like, yeah, Melvin Gordon needs to score a touchdown here, but I also have the I'm Chargers defense. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. against them in two other leagues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it's brutal. so stupid. Okay. All right. Good answers. Good answers. Twelve is twelve is where you draw a line. No more than yeah. twelve. Ten really is ideal. Twelve. Good. All right, second question. In light of me quitting my job at Blaze Pizza this week, would Whoa. you rather work? Would you rather work at a pizza place or a retail store, and why? Pizza place, dude. Pizza place. My buddy, my buddy that I live with, worked at Cottage Inn for like pretty much all of last year, and he loved it. That is such a cool thing to do in college. I think just like mm. grinding out pizzas at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, you don't get to like go out that often. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna speak for me and Trent as the former pizza oh, you, makers of the yeah, pod. You, it's right. Little, yeah, Little Caesars made right here, Ryan Collins. Little Caesars made right here, but uh, working in retail is brutal. It just is. Like yeah, like yeah, like. Yep. You never, especially if you're someone low level, you have no say in what's going on. You're Holiday get, hours suck. Like my, like someone like my mom is gonna come and yell at you about coupons, and you have no idea why they're not working, and you have no say in it, but they're still gonna yell at you. So that's uh, at pizza place is so low risk. It's like five dollar pizza. Here you go. Like that. that no one like not. I, I, people complain about food, but like retail is a different animal. I just won't yeah. want to deal with that. I think there's very low expectations at pizza places. I will not slander Blaze. I enjoyed my time. Low there. expectations at Little Caesars and maybe not Blaze. Caesars you also only, you Caesars also, you also only worked at Blaze because LeBron's like a part owner. Of that. that is absolutely true. 100% true. And in light of that, I will put on my hat for the rest of the podcast. Blaze uh, Pizza. T-Bow. That's yeah. what your name tag says, T-Bow? Absolutely. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, okay. real quick story, real quick story. One of the days I worked last, I had two Trents come in. I was taking orders, right? So you, the first thing, you're like, what's your name? How you doing? Whatever. Yeah. Like, they're like, Trent. I never meet other Trents. So I'm fired up, right? I'm like, great name, bro. That's my name. And the guy's just like, okay. And then he just like tells me what it was. I'm like, come on, dude. How are you telling me you're going around meeting people with your name all the time? Granted, we have two Ryans on this podcast. What I'm hey. saying is, that's kind I meet of, a lot of Ryans. I meet a lot of Ryans, I'll tell you that. I don't meet a lot of Trents, so when I do, I get yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Good answer. That's a good question. Uh, good question. Third question. Third and final question of the trifecta this week. What's the best Christmas movie? Just Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Anna Faris. And I know you guys are going to be like, what, is, what even is that? And I, no it's on Netflix right now. They always take it off right before Christmas for some reason. It's, I wouldn't say it's like in the traditional fact where it's like the plot is based around Christmas, but Just Friends, Ryan Reynolds, Anna Ferris, Amy Smart. It just reminds me of my family on Christmas. We watch it all the time. My dad can't watch the hockey scene without peeing his pants. Like he literally like pees his pants watching a hockey scene in Just Friends. And Ryan Reynolds is the best. So I'm going Just Friends. I'm writing it down. Shout out Ryan Reynolds. I'll check it out. That's another Ryan. Another Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Just Friends. Fantastic movie. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Rabs, what about you? Uh, you guys, first of all, you guys should know my Christmas movie. Because I, oh, uh, I You're die probably on the, like it's a Christmas, Christmas story. story. 
Yeah. No, dude. No. no. How did we both just say that at the same time, though? Yeah, because he seems like a guy who tunes in on TV. <laughs> that movie all day stinks, dude. Christmas, Christmas Story so stinks. It's so bad. I don't like it, it either. So stinks. Oh, I, I, it, what is it? Uh, Home Alone? No, dude. Polar Express. Oh, my God. Yeah, I but mean, that also, movie is so bad. No, I, okay, you get I'm creeped not, out every no, time you watch that. Don't lie dude, to me. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get into that conversation because we can we can do that around Christmas time. I will say, like, the, I every single Christmas, I watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation probably a hundred times. And Four solid. Christmases. If you had, Four Christmases is so Fantastic under the radar. Movie. Fantastic movie. I mean, I, I saw that movie in theaters. Talk about peeing your pants laughing. Theaters. That it, that might be one of the funniest movies ever, let alone Christmas movies. That Shout out Robert terrible. Duvall being Vince Vaughn's dad in that movie. I mean, welcome I, to the Octagon, son. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, fantastic. Just like TBS TNT movie right there for Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation is like out of control funny. It's my one. Good movie. That's a great movie. movie. And then Polar Express because I'm soft. But Polar Express stinks. It's the worst movie I've ever it's, watched. But it's okay. not. But let's move on. Okay, last track. Good trifecta for you today, track. Good job. Thank you for the questions. Appreciate it. On the heels, I'm glad you asked a question about fantasy football because my dumb sports radio segment that everyone loves, courtesy, brought to you by Ryan Collins. Uh, I want to talk about fantasy football punishments because my league is currently going through a voting process and I want some input. Uh, we're trying to, this is our first year implementing a punishment and we got a couple options. I'm going to list them all off and then we will embrace debate as to what we should do. Okay, ready? Yep. Number one, beer mile. Number two, crab walk, half a mile. Number three, winner gives the loser a haircut. Number yes. four, open yes. mic night. Open mic night at a comedy open. club. Oof. Number five, you have to take a blow-up doll on a date. And number six, 24 hours at an IHOP, and you can subtract an, subtract an hour for every pancake you eat. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go immediately loser – winner gives the loser the haircut. Because that's like, just – That's like I, – I get it, but like uh, – It can't like be – it can't be like inside – it can't be like out of control. It can't – it's got to be like it's – it's it can be a bad haircut. You know what I mean? Like a bad but haircut's I think funny. I disagree because the reason why I probably wouldn't vote for that one is because – you need to do something that's like losing. a one and done. Like all the no, yeah, actually, am. <laughs> but all, you need to get something that's one and done. All the boys can come out. They no. can watch a beer mile. You get a beer mile done. You suffer Dude, for an hour stinks. and a half, and then you're done. Haircut, that's not you embarrassing. Go to work, that's not embarrassing. The next day. That's not embarrassing. The next day, and you got like a, a reverse mohawk just to stripe down the front of your head. Yes, that's, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You want to make this person better at fantasy football. So you give them something embarrassing and you got to walk the fine line where it's like maybe ruin their life or just like just casual fun. <laughs> and I think, I think haircut is at like the perfect place where it's just like, you can't really comment on someone's haircut. Like you really, like, know what I mean? Like, it, like they're not going to fire you because you have like a dumb haircut or you're like bald. <laughs> they're like, they can't, but they'll fire you if they see you on a date with a blow up doll at PF chains, like they, they could fire you off that because they're like, this guy's mentally insane. So that's a little too far for me. The date with the blow up doll is, is I've never yeah. heard that, but that's like hilarious. That. 
I really like the the open mic night at a comedy club. That's, that's like one mean. of my worst fears. No, no that's, that's too no, mean. No one would do it. Think like, you about say it, man. It, think about it. Think about you it. You say it, no one would do it. No one would do it. <laughs> I, I've had conversations in my lead to do it. No one would do that because that is the most terrifying thing the in people, God's Green Earth. The people who go to comedy clubs, like, are – God bless them. Guys. I love comedy, They too. love comedy. And if you get your buddy up there – Oh, it could be so oh, bad. I, I – I, that to me sounds fantastic. I I, I personally mean, do I think. it. It is. It's a little. It's it's walking the line. I guess my other one would be the crab walk rap mile because that Dude, that is might be the worst one. That might be the worst it, one. That's brutal, but it's not embarrassing. I'd rather do that than give my, my buddy give me a haircut. Dude, that would hurt like bad though. Bad. Guess what? Guess what? Got to work out. Feel great the next day. <laughs> let, me, let me put this in perspective. If you crab walk for half a mile, that is two laps around a track. That is Edging? hard, man. That's not easy. Like that would that would uh, be brutal. I guess. I'm team. And it gives a winner incentive other than just the money. Where you say, "Oh, I get to give this guy a haircut." That's awesome. I That's love a fair that. Point. That's a fair point. The winner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna implement it in my league. I, I'm actually gonna bring that to the commissioner tonight because I think that's a fantastic punishment. We're gonna bring that to the commissioner. I don't know. To bring it I to his office. I, I to bring could it to not. Dom's I could not tonight. get out of my head. I could not get out of my head today. The thought of someone in this league, like you go to an Outback Steakhouse, all the all the rest of the league is at one table. And your buddy just walks in with a with a If he sees like one of his parents' friends' his life's party room. for two, party yeah, for his two. life's room. <laughs> if you like, if you like, see if that guy's mom's best friends there, his mom's best friends tell him like everyone in like in, in, in the area, area everyone in Novi knows about you taking a blow up <laughs> doll, and they have no contacts, they don't know what's going on. They're like, I think Jimmy might need to go to the mental institution. Like, you know what I mean? We haven't gotten any any input on the twenty four hours in an IHOP. Real, okay, realistically, again, if you guys, I would like I that. Yeah, but dude, okay, but here's the thing though. Obviously, like for those who are not familiar with this punishment, you have to spend twenty four hours in an IHOP, Waffle House, whatever's open twenty four hours. For every pancake, waffle, whatever you eat, you subtract an hour off your time. So if you eat twelve pancakes, you don't have to stay That's there for easy. twelve hours. That's the easiest one. That's but, too okay, easy. Real, realistically, how many pancakes do you think you could eat? Like how long are you gonna 24. be in the IHOP? Pounds. <laughs> I could eat I, I could eat no I could eat eight I no no listen to this. I can eat eight pancakes in one hour and then I take a two and a half hour break, eat two. And then I take another three a three hour break just chilling, having some water, and then I have another eight and then I lock in at another two hours and I finish it off. That like what, I'm only there you, for ten hours. Dude, that's a long day. They got TVs in IHOP. I don't know where to go. My it's better thing, than me not, a blow-up doll the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I am not a hardo. I'm not saying Collins is. We're all built different. I am a small I mean, person. I could probably eat like four. Catch me at the Sni-Fi calf and you'll rethink your opinion about how much I did eat. Fair, fair. I believe the calf's open? No, so they're not, sadly. They're, they're, only no. they're not only open two ways. Only two. Wow, dude. That, what are you supposed to do? I got a lot of swipes that are going to go unused. I'll sell you that. I got some, too. When I come up and see you guys, I'll, we'll, uh, okay. we'll blow it out at SniFi. We're going right, well, to bring. I will bring all these comments to the, to the board of commissioners in my league. That was a good input, guys. Thank you. 
All right. Anything else for today's nope. episode? You guys are just ready to get after it. Go out on hit the town and go wings. One pride. Go Tigers. Detroit basketball. All four teams today. Let's go. All four teams. We love oh, our D- Wait, I'm trying to think. Do you know the Joe Getem Tigers song that they play no. after every Tigers? I just know Red Wings. I, don't I just know, know Red Wings. My Red we Wings. Love our, wait, ah, God, I forget. I'm not going to try and sing it because I'm going to get the words wrong and sound like an idiot. So I'm Red Wings. Yeah, Red Wings. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bale and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New subscribe. Every week, roughly subscribe, follow us. We'll see you next time. Wash your hands. Take it easy.